On today's chapter of Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic, we go back in time. Yes, Jeff and I got the travel bug early in our marriage, and as we look back, there were some pretty hilarious moments. And the Americans are coming, the Americans are coming. More on that with Chapter 28. Okay, before we get into our uh, our the meat of our show today, which we do have a lot of stuff to uh, unpack, as they say in the uh, news world. Jeez, I hate that. And this is the surprise episode, right? Yeah, this the well, this is the surprise like, episode. Like they don't, people don't know what's coming up. No, we don't know what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have some comments to uh, reflect on from uh, the uh, past couple of episodes on the Facebook page, please check our Facebook page out, facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie move to France. Like the page and uh, check out all the photos that uh, correspond to each and every one of our uh, podcasts. From Karen, our buddy in Saskatoon, great episode. Uh, This was on chapter 26 regarding the night markets. Mm -hmm. Your night market meals remind me of a Candle Lake September long weekend block party. Bring your food, your plates, your cutlery, your cups and beverages and prepare to visit and stay up late well you know this brings back some great saskatchewan memories for me there was the candle lake crew mm-hmm. and then there was the waska sioux crew we 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 were the waska sioux crew our family always went to waska sioux lake so you and, never partied with karen no i never partied with karen and as a matter of fact i don't even think i've ever been to candle lake and there were only two or three spots that you would go to in, in northern Saskatchewan, you know, kind of where families had little cottages and stuff like that. Candle Lake was one of them. Waska Sioux was the other. And uh, I don't know, I just never never found myself at Candle Lake. But it certainly uh, gives me some great memories of yeah. uh, our Waska Sioux I days. don't have any memories of those kinds of activities in, in Quebec. But you had the, the Laurentians and the Eastern Townships. What? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, maybe I just wasn't invited. Well, yeah, because I'm sure they would have. Wouldn't you think they would have uh, that? You know, I was busy when I was a kid. You were a tennis... I was busy practicing on the tennis court. Yeah. And so maybe I just... I, it wasn't my crowd, maybe. Yeah, either that or they just didn't want to invite somebody who was just going to talk about tennis all day. Maybe. I <laughs> uh, want to thank Randall McNair for a great comment. He recommends Jeff and Julie move to France on the Facebook page. If you want to learn about France or simply enjoy interesting banter... This podcast is for you. Not a typical travel podcast, but rather great insights into living and traveling in France. That's really thoughtful. That's very nice. Yeah. That's very nice. And we uh, we appreciate any and all comments on, well, no, no, not all, uh, and actually not any, uh, just some real good ones. That's what we appreciate. Good comments like that. Thanks, Randall. Uh, Marilyn. Talking about chapter 26 in the night markets, just wanted to say that we look forward to your weekly updates since newly discovering you both on May 2-4. You bring some peace, some smiles, and nods of agreement to a simpler life. I can happily turn off the news and plug into a visit of the night markets and lunch. Thank you for allowing us into your lives. Wow. Yeah. So we're bringing some cheer and some goodwill and, and some nicer side of, of life, and that. That's that makes me feel very happy and useful. Yeah, well, it's true. I think I think what we offer is uh, a diversion from what is going on in the real world, and uh, and there's lots of yeah 
really nasty stuff going on in the real world. And lots of places to get that information so we don't need to talk about it, right? That's why our little lane here is is this thing, and mm-hmm. we're very glad that uh, it's appealing to some people. Yeah. Well, there is a little bit of bad news in France right now with the heat wave. Yeah, it's been... Uh... It, it's been bad across Europe. Um, lots of forest fires. As of today, the forest fires in the Gironde area, which is on the Atlantic coast and in Nouvelle-Aquitaine, which is our our department, um, it, it, it's not spreading. It's, un, it's under control, but it's caused major damage to the tourist industry. Like all the campers have left. Yeah, Arcachon is a is a huge destination around this time of year. Huge, and they don't think that they're going to make it up. So, well, think about it. They've had two years of COVID. This was going to be the rescue year for a lot of tourism. Well, it, the numbers were huge up until the end of June, and then the fires hit. Like, they were seeing an increase in, in tourist travel and expenditures, and the industry was doing really well. You know, it, it's like, what else can happen? A pandemic, and now a fires. W- a war, and now a fires. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been... Uh, it's been been a tough time. What do they call the uh, heat waves? It's called uh, canicule. 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 There's been a lot of use of that of that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in well, the it, past it's, couple of weeks. it's heat wave. That's what it means. It means you're in an orange uh, area um, where you're very susceptible to high degree temperatures, forest fires, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, we start climbing out of it soon. Because it's also affected us. We can't really go out and tour around when it's 41 degrees. It's just not fun, you know. And and, and therefore, the podcast suffers. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you something that's really, uh, you know, when you when you when you hear the the phrase "lost in translation," this is a classic, funny example. So uh, we live very close to a town called Saint Sylvestre. Yeah. Now, Saint Sylvester. Saint Sylvester. Um, now, what is uh, what is Saint Sylvester in in French, Julie? Is it New Year's Eve? Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's New Year's Eve. Right. So, and, and now is that the same in Quebec? No, eh. I, I never heard it called that. It may be, but again, maybe different circles. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I ha- I have my bank uh, allows me to uh, change. <laughs> Uh, to change from French to English, which I, you know, uh, as, as much fun as I'm having learning French, I do tend to want to know things that are really important. So invariably, I, I do the translation. So I hit the button to change everything mm-hmm. to English. Mm-hmm. And all of my purchases from St. Sylvester say, Happy New Year's Eve! <laughs> Happy New Year's, gas. Happy New Year's, groceries. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's, that's what good. they say because it's it's literally translated from France. Really makes me laugh. I'm going, what's with all these New Year's purchases? Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, you read an interesting article um, yeah. The other day. Well, right now, the U.S. dollar and the euro is at, at par. I mean, at some point, I think uh, the U.S. dollar was worth more than the, the euro this past week. So this has really prompted Americans to think about um, moving to Europe for uh, two main reasons. The first, housing prices are through the roof still in the U.S. And 
the second reason is, um, well, it's combination. Uh, violence, crime, and um, the, the politics of the country. And the inflation rate is huge. Huge, huge. Well, um, it's huge everywhere, but it's particularly huge in the U.S. So we're hearing stories of people who are, are coming to Europe where, where houses are more affordable, especially in your if you're in a smaller town or a village or on the countryside. And they're purchasing um, properties here and, and setting up their life. Uh, families are finding it very fulfilling because their children are learning new languages, um, different cultures. They're not as afraid to, to leave the, 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 the kids go out and play. Um, so that is a very interesting phenomenon. Those are, those are all compelling reasons to oh, move yeah. here. You yes, know. for sure. And, you know, Italy is one of the prominent countries. France is also very prominent. Um, Sotheby's, which is a huge um, real estate firm, says that the first quarter of, of 2022 saw a, a pretty significant increase of American dollars coming in to, to purchase properties in, in Italy. Well, and just just by, by happenstance, we actually met a couple who was from, I think it was Pennsylvania, they were both in the education uh, world there and mm -hmm. retiring. Mm -hmm. They were driving around looking for a place to move to from yeah. from Pennsylvania. Yes. So, you know, quite a few retirees and, and uh, you know, people who are looking to to have a more um, calm lifestyle. Rounded. Are, 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 yeah. yeah are, are choosing to move to Europe. So... That's very interesting. Um, for us, it's it's not it, our dollar is not at par, um, so it's a bit more of a f financially complicated situation. But totally understand. Yeah, I mean, in our in our case, uh, the move was partly based on the negatives from Canada that were bugging us at the time, or or me mainly. Um, but it was mainly about the positives that Europe offered. For, for, for us. And it was just, it was time for a new adventure. And I, I totally understand if, if you're in a, a rut, whether it's Canada or the U.S., and, and the U.S. has a lot of reasons to be in a rut about. They yeah. really do. It's a very challenging time there. I mean, it's not going to be perfect here, but the, the, you are going to be in a safer place. I'm going to tell you that right off the bat if you're an American. And uh, you are going to see less congestion, especially if you move to uh, a smaller town or more the rural, countryside, yeah. more rural. Yeah. Far less. I mean, it's not even comparable. Well, friends of ours were, were saying, you know, at, at the beginning when they moved here, they were locking their doors, locking their cars, locking and, – and there's no reason to – the crime rate is very – very low, certainly where we are. Although we did see a lady who, <laughs> who was at the car wash yesterday and standing 10 feet away from the car that was being washed, <laughs> and she had locked the car. I did not understand that. Uh, but uh, no, it's, 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 it's very interesting to see some of these things. There, there's so much that has gone on since the beginning of the pandemic that has just changed various templates and and, and the way you do business and the way people are thinking. Oh, yeah, people yeah. have reevaluated. Yeah. Uh, they've made huge life decisions about their career, about work, about, you know, family, about lifestyle. So, you know, I, I think um, this, this new set of facts. Because that's a good point. Maybe before it was prohibitive with mm -hmm. the difference in the, in, in the dollar and the, and the euro. Mm -hmm. And now people are going, well, hang on. Hold right. on. Right. Like you, you, you know, the, I think the average price of a house in the U.S., I, I'm not quite sure what, what area was like $400,000 U.S. And in Italy, I think it's 
89,000 euros. euros. Yeah. There are things that are going to be more expensive here. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, I you know, it used to be gas, right? But now you look at the states and they're just getting hammered. Yeah. And our gas prices are not that much higher than they once were. They're not like we're right now at around and again, we don't buy gas, we buy diesel, but we're around 2 bucks, 2 euros a liter mm-hmm. right now. It's not not the end of the world. So at the end of last week's podcast, uh, we didn't know what we were going to talk about this week uh, because we just didn't know what we could go out and see. And it it turns out we were right. Nothing is the answer. Rien. So the the heat has really taken its toll on just moving about freely here. And we got to thinking, okay, so what are we going to talk about on on today's podcast? And then, and then we started thinking, you know, we're we didn't just decide one day, hey, we've been in Canada all these years, let's just move to France. No, we've been fans of travel since we got married. We learned that very early on. Since the beginning, absolutely. Now, you didn't know that about me. I didn't know that about me. Well, yeah, you you were very um, opposed to uh, cities. You you did not... Still am. Well, no. I remember our first trip to Spain when we went to Madrid and you loved That's Madrid yeah. I think I think it's because the, the the roadways aren't narrow it's beautiful architecture the pace of life is a little bit slower it's not that noisy um, so I think you appreciated I did like Madrid yeah and, and most most of the and, and I do now like Paris I do like Paris mm-hmm. uh, as, as a place to visit yes yeah no no but uh, I, I I was I needed convincing about the European lifestyle. Let's just put it that way. And you I mean, were you were very American. Like yeah, you, you, yeah. you, you, you like your baseball tours. You like your, you know, yeah, yeah. the American stuff. So the, before we got married, we did a lot of traveling in the U.S. We did when it was safe and nice. And so we started going to Europe um, after we got married. Yeah, our honeymoon, and I think you you heard about our our wedding story. But our honeymoon, we went to uh, we no, were in Corfu, stayed at the Hilton. In Corfu, nothing but the best. It was a beautiful hotel on the, on the waterfront. Just uh, you know, nice accommodations. Staff were amazing. I remember that. And and you know, what, when you're on your honeymoon, you like you see everything through rose-colored glasses anyway. But uh, you know, I I I remember one thing that kind of made me a little um, uh, off-put, maybe, is that you actually um, had a crush on one of the um, people that we met oh, yeah. on uh, on the poolside. Mary Eve. Yes. Well, she was gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> and topless. So, <laughs> and she and her, her beautiful boyfriend, well, Adonis. See, yeah, you had some eye candy too. Yeah, don't yeah, Don't yeah. be making this all, putting this all on me. No, no, no. And it was me that I was, bro- I broke the ice and I didn't break the ice with her. I broke the ice with him. Because yeah, you're playing it safe. Because <laughs> I was laying by the first day. So get get a load of this. Like I come from Canada. I've got fair skin. My legs look like out of bounds markers on a golf course. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there I am. And this guy walks by, brown as a berry. And uh, I said, uh, hey, buddy, if you need any tanning tips, I'm your man. And he just <laughs> lost it. He took one look at me and he was laughing his head off. So we we hit it off. <laughs> And yeah. then he introduced me to, you know, to Marie And then we, we played cards. Yeah, playing cards, and she was topless. 
How good is that? I mean, <laughs> and how, is, in is, a, how inappropriate is that? Might I, might I uh, underscore that this was our honeymoon? <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, she was a cutie, and she uh, she's had a little French-Canadian accent yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, she she was a lovely person. It's yeah, just, she was. Just, some, just, you know, you, you were already taken, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I got you. Sorry, Mary Ev. <laughs> I know. Um one of my favorite parts of the of the uh of the honeymoon was how you, you just took uh you took the tennis pro to the cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> just took oh, yeah. him to the cleaners, Spiros. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if he was losing on purpose to be a good host, but no, he wasn't. You really you put the boot like that's when you were playing really well. Well that's when I was playing. That's when you were playing. And then he took us out for dinner to He did, to a fresh fish. Yeah. A restaurant right on the waterside, delicious. Where the tourists weren't. That's right. Yeah, local, very local place. We also took some some ad- adventure um, by renting a jeep and oh. making our way to a very isolated location. Again, oceanfront, and there's a little sign that says, you know, a restaurant. And we go, oh, let's go, let's go. So see. we parked the jeep and we had to walk down walk a path. Down. Mm-hmm. And there's no one there. There's like a hammock mm-hmm. and a house. And, but there was service. He he came out and unfortunately and, there was. Mm-hmm. And and if memory serves me correctly, he served wine that was made based on olives. No, I think so. Olive I, oil I, I, wine? Not oil. No, no. All but olive wine. It was wretched. It was undrinkable. Whatever it was. It. But that's why. I mean, we're oh. made out of olives and not grapes. We're not used to that. Yeah. Thanks, so. Spiros. Got to run. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, by the way, everybody is Spiros there. Yeah. Spiros bike rentals. Spiros <laughs> boat was, rentals. Both boat rentals. It was it, it was Spiros who played your your tennis pro. Everybody's Spiros. <laughs> but um, a, a better dining experience was oh, when we went across the street from the hotel. Yes, and they had the little checkered tables. It was really like just a pizza place, and they had the little red checkered tablecloth, mm-hmm. the, the plastic ones. Yep. And yeah, I think it was called the Nufara. Nufara, something like that. Yeah. And and we had a charming waiter. Yes, he was very very nice. He was really nice. And he would and he would come over, and I, I would I'd ask him, Hey, can we see the wine list? That's just a minute. So he comes back, he brings the wine list, and I go, Okay, oh, we'll have a bottle of the California Merlot. Ooh, I'm so sorry, uh, we don't have this one. <laughs> Okay, no problem. Uh, let's go with the ah yes. Let's go with the Italian. You have uh, you have the the Amarone. Can we get that? Ooh, uh, so sorry, we we don't we don't have this <laughs> this wine. No. Uh, well, let's try a white. How about the Chardonnay? Uh, how about about uh, this is like the cheese shop at it's Monty true. Python. Okay, so like, what do you have? We have. Uh, we have a very fine Afghani wine. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah, because the Afghans are so known for their wine. So we ordered a pizza, and I I remember that it was delicious. It was so good, and it was huge. Huge. And and he served us the, the wine, which was not great. But, but it was powerful. It had a kick. Like a mule. <laughs> <laughs> so two pizzas later. Yeah, we had, we ordered another pizza. <laughs> another pizza. So I don't know what was in that one. We've never done that in our life. Ever, ever. So or we since. staggered back to the Hilton. 
<laughs> and it was the same night that we just wanted to just wrap it up. We were tired. We were kind of tipsy. And there was a, it was a Saturday night, and there was a wedding going on down below outside, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's now midnight. midnight. Mm-hmm. So shut her down, folks. And so as music goes, yeah. the band is playing, and you hear the band winding up. Bump. Oh, great. Thank goodness we can go to sleep. Fire up again. And they did this for about seven songs. Finally, I'm on the phone. Okay. <laughs> Wrap it up down there, please. We're trying to sleep. Uh, I mean, you know, like we had music late, but it was inside. You don't have an outside wedding at a hotel after one in the morning playing music loud. Come on. Hmm. Well, you know, you have to expect it when you're at a big hotel. You know, I guess. A, I guess. A posh hotel. That's where people have their receptions typically. So, you know, it's funny. As we were talking about all of our, our travel, and, you know, you're about to hear, we've been in, to a lot of places, but we were we were real travel neophytes at the beginning of our marriage and really did some stupid things. I mean, we were rookies. Yeah. And, and you know, like every everybody does stupid travel things. I've seen it. You know, even at security, you'll see people like taking off layers of clothes and socks and shoes and, you know, belts. And good Lord, have you never seen a security? Can we just? So uh, one of my first mistakes at security was I accidentally tried to bring a knife through. And it was my favorite jackknife. It was and I just. Yeah, you were you were very miserable about that. (laughs) <laughs> Don't patronize. <laughs> it was my favorite because I, I carry a knife typically and I just forgot to take it out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so the guy says, I'll, I'll take that. And I'll go, well, is there nothing I can do? Well, you can take it back through security and then re-enter and then put it in your luggage. And of course, my luggage is gone. And I said, oh. so what happens to it? We just, we, I said, give it to me. Give it to me. So he gives it to me. I open up the knife and I snap the knife in half. There, party with that. If I can't have it, no one can. That's right. If I can't use it, no one can. <laughs> so grown up. So grown up. <sighs> and uh, there was the time that you took our cat on a camping I, trip. I, I. <laughs> Who does that? Well, no one should. Like, we didn't really know that. She was, she was a very... Um, very domesticated, almost like a dog yeah, cat. Yeah, never outside, and you wanted to take no, her no, on a... she was outside. She was an outdoor cat. But but outside in, in a neighborhood where we were, anyway, it worked out. The cat... Yeah, we had to take her by boat over water. To an island, and yes, and, and there was nobody on the island. Like, there were no people. No. Just and our dogs and this cat. When we told the vet what we'd done, she goes, do you know how dangerous that was for your cat? <laughs> yeah. There are predators oh. all over the place. But it was a very safe trip. She was good. And now we we know. And if, the, if we're going camping or to a cottage, leave the cats at home. Well, the cat, and just so you know, the cat stayed in with us at night, of course. Mm-hmm. But this was during the day. It was mm-hmm. kind of roaming around. And that, cause that was a stupid thing. And then we've been to everywhere in the Caribbean. And we honestly don't have a lot of interesting stories about I find the whole thing boring now. I really do. Any of the like, I understand why you go to an all-inclusive, and 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 it, we'll probably go to another one in our lifetime, because it's just you just want to get out of the winter or whatever well, you and want to rest. Put your and, brain on park. So I get it, but nothing ever interesting happens. Like all of our interesting thing hap- 
things happen when we're exploring and stuff. That's right, because you're out and about. When yeah. you're on a resort, yeah. it's contained. Yeah, what can... And, you know, you're eating and... Oh, great. Louis Pete in the swim-up bar again. You know, <laughs> who cares? Gross. <laughs> happens. Uh, but uh, we we were on one of our radio ones where you do the radio show from... I don't know where it was. Where was that? Was it in Antigua? No, it was Jamaica. Ugh, my least favorite place. Um, but uh, so we were... And everyone's encouraged me... Yeah, have a red stripe. Have a red stripe before you get on the bus. Have two because they they stop. It's okay. They stop before they get to the resort. So I'm pounding back these red stripes. And uh, Brian said, oh, they used to stop here. Oh, As we drove by. As we drove by. Oh, they used to stop here. And I'm thinking, okay, I've I've been pranked. I've been pranked. And now I have to pee so bad my teeth are floating and- I'm 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 in distress. I'm abs- I'm now yeah. in distress. Well, you're sweating and you're you're begging the driver. Oh no! I told him I I, I went to up there. To pull over. And he said, No, no, we're, we're going to go all the way now. We're going to go right to the resort. And I know you're not. I said to him, If you keep driving, I'm going to piss my pants right in front of you. <laughs> Again, displaying grown upness. <laughs> <laughs> so he reluctantly pulled over, and I was not the only one. About no, no, ten no. of us got no, off. No, I know, I know. I so. Of the, I was of actually the men, of the men. No, some women got off too, oh, yeah? and I was thanked. Okay. I was thanked for not being grown up. Thank you very much. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember a time we were traveling with a, a couple of friends, very close friends, Angie and Brian. Yes. We met them in Las Vegas. And with Angie and Brian, we play a game called Grid Crib. It's cribbage, but you play four people. Yeah, you play on a five-by-five five grid. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, – don't want to explain it. Look it up. It's a but very good way to play cribbage. It's very, very fun. And so we were um, – I, I think – We're in a coffee. I don't, I don't think we were staying at the Bellagio. No, but, we weren't. But we were in the Bellagio casino. Yeah, we were in the casino and just off to the – off of the casino, there's a lounge. Yes. So we're ordering drinks. And we're having a blast. And, and our waiter – comes over and says, what game is this? And yep. the, our first waiter. Our first waiter. Came over and said, what game is this? Oh, that's cool. No problem. Need some more drinks? And yep. And then there was a change in staff. And this woman um, came over and said, you have to stop playing cards. And, you know, Jeff says, well, we've been playing cards for the last 90 minutes. Why do we have to stop now? She goes, it's against Nevada law. You cannot be playing cards inside a, ca- a casino. Yeah, but I said, what about Susie? Susie had no problem with us playing cards. Right. So this n- new waiter, you know, got the little microphone on the collar and goes, oh, security. <laughs> We've security. got a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> sure enough, security comes over. I've never been this embarrassed. Escorts us out of the casino. I'm still yelling and screaming and, and you're, kicking. You're, yeah, you and Brian are in front. Angie and I are picking up the rear. And the, the woman <laughs> looks at the other security guard and says, what's his problem? And that we're talking about you, man child. We're talking about you. And I remember what Angie said. She goes, do you have two weeks? <laughs> It's the best line ever. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. But hey, that's a feather in our cap. Hey, who got kicked out of the Bellagio? We We did. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we we have had some great trips to to the U.S. I, I must say, the best trip, if you ever get a chance to take this trip, you fly to Phoenix 
and then you you rent a car and you drive to Sedona and maybe you stay in Sedona. It's just stunning. And then you keep going and you keep going uh, north and you get to the Grand Canyon. Beautiful. Then you go to, to Utah and then over. Now you hang a right and you get over there to Colorado and then you go south to New Mexico and you end your trip. It's one of the coolest. You will see the topography change Five different ways. Mm-hmm. It's you go to Monument Valley where they shot all the spaghetti westerns, and it's just a killer trip. But when we were in Utah, and this is quite a few years ago, there I'm hoping their liquor laws have improved because it was bizarre. First of all, the beer it was like two percent beer, so like it may as well be an O'Doul's for all the alcohol that was in the beer. But we're in that like we're in that club if you could call it that. And we we wanted to move tables, so I grabbed the beer. Hey, <laughs> put that beer down. I'm going, what, 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 what happened here? We will carry the beer from that table to that table. I said, all right, Brigham Young, you carry your 2% beer from here to here. Oh, God, what could happen? I could start dancing? Well, you know what? That's one thing that'll never happen here in France. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't yeah. that the truth? Yeah. No, we've had some pretty amazing trips. Um, one of my favorites was Italy the first time. But I got sick. You got real. You got r- really sick. Um, we decided to change our, our agenda and go to uh, Portofino. And oh, I wish. You, like, you were coughing. You well, I had pneumonia. I may as well have had. I, I think you did. I think I, I think had pneumonia. Did. And uh, we were, and the worst part is we were schlepping on and off the, the, the dumpy train and, and, and bussing it. And it was all the, not the way we like to travel. But it was early on in our travel life. So we're trying this. And I was just, uh, I'm telling you, and we finally got to the hotel and I swear to God, if I had a gun, I'd have shot myself. If you had a gun, I'd shoot you. <laughs> and that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Okay. Okay? Yeah. It's nothing related to shooting, but it is, um, it combines France and Italy. So here it goes. And I think you will get this. You know, you just, you do that now to jinx me. Okay. Well, here it goes. En France, c'est interdit. De parler la bouche pleine. It's, it's in France. It's not good to talk with your mouth full. Yeah, it's, you're not allowed to talk with your mouth full. Say it. Got it. Got it. En Italie. Oh, you're still going. Well, I'm. Jesus. Okay. En Italie, c'est interdit de parler les mains pleines. Oh, in you Italy, it? in Italy, you're not allowed to talk with your hands full. Oh, that's very good. See? Okay, I got it. And you got it. I got that whole long thing. That's that was pretty amazing. That's a good one. Like that's very funny. That is an excellent French phrase of the well, day. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and uh, I just one of the things that just came to me was a couple of things that happened on a, a, a previous trip to France. One of them was when I took an absolute swan dive header into the middle of a restaurant, face first. I remember that. That was really pretty embarrassing for you. Yeah, and you didn't see it. You were around the corner. I heard it. You heard it, yeah. It was like a plop, boom. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I, so what's the lesson that you learned from that one? Never wear flip-flops in a restaurant. I, I caught the top of a step while mm-hmm. I was running up, mm-hmm. hit the thing, took my feet right out from under me, face plant right in between two tables. And everybody just kind of looked and then went back to their eating. <laughs> like, who's this? It was, yeah, dinner and a show. And you, that what? was on our same trip. We were in Avignon. Oh, that's right. We went to Avignon, um, where there's um, a nursery rhyme that I used to sing. Sing it. A little song. Uh, uh, only a little bit of it. Okay. It. Sur le pont d'Avignon, on y danse, on y danse. Sur le pont d'Avignon, on y danse tout en rond. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> so we're having this peaceful time on the bridge, le pont d'Avignon. We're walking around. It's truly gorgeous. It's beautiful. And we turn a corner and lo and behold, it's a parade, but not just any parade. It's a loud, massively fun gay pride parade. We're talking people hooked up to other people with leashes and collars. We got full ball gags. We got... Yeah, the high heels that uh, you could build a bridge on themselves. It was just, un- and it was just like we walked right into this thing. Unbel- it was a complete shock to the senses. Well, it was it was a, s- a spectacular spectacle. It, you know, it's yeah, not no. something that you see every day, that's for sure. Certainly was uh, unexpected. And uh, that was that was one of our first trips, wasn't it? Was it our first or second trip? That was the second uh, trip second, to France. Second, second. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you that I, I gotta tell you one that you weren't on. Okay. The, so b- back when I was at Y ninety five in Hamilton on the radio, we had a a, a promotion <laughs> a promotion <laughs> to take two listeners to New Zealand to see Dire Straits, and I was going to be the host. And so it ended up being some kind of an art contest that this guy won, and he uh, brought his dad of all people uh, to to be his guest. And uh, the, the dad had never been on an airplane, never worn <laughs> headphones. It was quite the quite the shocker for him. So nine hours to Hawaii, get off the plane, and then Hawaii to New Zealand, another nine hours. I was squirrely. I was- It's a long trip. Time we got <laughs> into the taxi, I was just like, just leave me alone. And we're, we're, we're driving to the hotel and- the first question out of the, these guys are rural. They were rural. They were farmers. Mm-hmm. This guy and his dad. Uh-huh. First question out of his mouth to the taxi driver. So, what sorts of roadkill do you have here? No. Oh. <laughs> and the taxi driver nervously. Well, I don't know. Well, they have some calls, I guess, and some kangaroos. Where's your hotel again? <laughs> like, what the, what kind of a question is that? <laughs> did you did you laugh at the time? No, I was nervous like the cab driver. Right, because that's like a that's killing question. A, you don't know someone a, and you're talking about like, well, killing. It's well, not, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to pick it up and cook it? Like, what the hell? I mean, who? Why wouldn't you just say, what kind of animals do you have here? Not what kind of roadkill do you have here? But that's what it's he a good asked. point. It's a very and, good point. And, and just uh, as, as a very nice thing, uh, part of the promotion was, okay, we land in Wellington and then we fly to Christchurch and I've got this itinerary and it says, uh, okay, on the concert day at 6.30, you will go to the back door of the outdoor concert facility and you will knock on the door and someone will answer the door and take you and your guests to meet the band, Dire Straits. And I'm going, wow. so here we are. We're, we got 18 hours on the plane. And I said, okay, guys, it's been my experience. 
this kind of thing never happens. So see this part about, you know, go to the back. We'll do that. We'll go to the back door, but don't expect to meet the band. Don't expect us to. Well, sure enough, we go to the back door, 6.30. Man opens the door. He's got a suit on and he goes, oh, hi, gentlemen. Are you from Hamilton, Ontario, from Y95? And I go, yeah, follow me. <laughs> Mock, boys, everyone, our guests are here. I was just like, what, what world am I in? And Mark Knopfler and the whole band come happily out and spend 15 minutes with our guests, taking pictures, signing. Wow. And just the nicest guy in the world. Incredible. And that was that was uh, that that was one of the biggest surprises I've ever had on a on a in radio or in travel in my life. It was just a really uh, surprisingly gratifying moment. So it made the roadkill comment <laughs> worthwhile. I went bungee jumping, and that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I mean, you know, we we we've pretty much covered everything except the last couple of trips to Italy. Um, when we went on our twenty. 20- fifth anniversary you got very peeved i did i did well you know i i think it's a thing like we were staying at a pretty posh resort hotel uh on lake como and you know i i think those types of establishments when they bring the menu out offer the menu with the prices to the man and give the menu without the prices to the woman. It is so chauvinistic, and it's probably that way to this day. And I don't know, is that a place where people bring their mistress? I don't know what the heck, but Julie looked at this and she goes, what? Yours has prices? Mine doesn't? I can buy my own damn meals. I don't need someone. Well, it was just hilarious. Yeah, because I pull my weight, you know? Yes. It's like... <laughs> you definitely pull your weight. So it's like, I don't know. Um, that that didn't seem right. And anyway, again, we were at this ho- a very nice hotel where there was a wedding taking place that night. Yeah. And the groom was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that was, was my turn. My turn to... to yeah. Be a little bit stunned. Yeah, he was something else, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Like Ashton Kutcher, but better looking. Yeah. No, yeah. he was. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think we got a picture of you somewhere with him that I've since ripped up. But it's, <laughs> yes, it was It was very cool. But the, I think I think the, our, our number one travel story was our first trip to Italy. I think we were we were rank amateurs at this point when, yeah. when we were traveling. This was, this was our second trip. On, yeah. Early on. And so um, we had pre-booked everything from Canada and uh, Jeff you had purchased a rail pass a rail pass yep. because we were going to be taking the train from our one destination to the other yeah and so we get to the, the train station and we board a train yeah well they had all these choices right and one was rapido and one was espresso and I'm going oh look at espresso no stops let's get on that one so we did yeah <laughs> stupido <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we're sitting, we're all we're all installed, we're all happy, and and the the um, conductor. the conductor, the coach guy, comes over and asks to see our 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 passes, and he doesn't speak English, so he looks at me, and he tells me that our passes aren't good enough for this section of the train or for this train. And so, and that the, the yes, there would there needed to be. So he yes, so he you need to pay more money in order to be here, and so he said, tell him that you need to pay more money. You said to me, 
tell him, I bought this pass in Canada. It's a good pass. I can get on any train I want. So I tell him, he tells me to tell you, you need to pay more money. You're insistent. No, we don't need to pay more money. So I tell him, and I'm getting a little antsy. I, I tell the conductor, I'm sorry, my husband says that our pass is good. We shouldn't be paying extra money. And then the conductor tells me, can you tell him that if he doesn't give us other money, he's going to jail? <laughs> so I have to tell you, honey, you're going to jail. Pay the man. Some how much? How much? Euros. Do you need? How much? That was liras, wasn't it? Wasn't it lira back oh, then? I don't even know. But the back and forth oh, was, was I pissed off. <laughs> but now we know. Now we know. <laughs> if you're buying your rail pass in Canada, make sure it's for an espresso, or you will be the stupido. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, on next week's show, we hope the weather uh, returns to some normalcy and we can get back out there and tell you uh, about some of the cooler things that France has to offer. We'll see you next week on Chapter 29. Au revoir!